0: Hey, Dwayne, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Dude, right from the very start, I've got to tell you that this movie has affected me in so many ways because I'm that guy that has the compassion for those that worked at the bank because I believe that every one of us would have that question in our heart. Do I play along knowing the consequences or what's my next step? I I just love how you put this together. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. As that writer, how is it that how did you deal with it inside your heart?
1: I put myself in the shoes of those young people. Um, I grew up in the South Side of Chicago, um, working class family. I, you know, made very little money. My first jobs, um, and, and imagine yourself someone coming to you with this kind of offer. It sounds um, amazing. Also, um, you are sort of languishing in this position for years and years, and you know you're not going to go anywhere because, you know, sometime your own moxie will allow you to move up. People say, oh, he had no degree, and he moved up to become the president of the company. It happens. But big institutions like that, um, you know, they they want degrees. They want degrees from good places. These young people didn't have those uh, opportunities. And I put myself into their shoes when I wrote this and thought, what would happen if someone came to me with this offer? What would I do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I feel that. I'm on this side of the flat screen. That's exactly what I feel.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad. Because, you know, they all had their lives. They were living their lives. And they were like, you know what? This, This guy, he sounds real. He sounds real, and uh, you know he knows they knew his uncle, you know the, the nephew, and the nephew is their friend, so it all kind of you know made sense
0: to them. So that's how we w- wove it together. But you know what's really interesting about this, Duane, is the fact that that you brought these people together. They created their own team, and I mean that with a big solid T. They created a team. They talked together as a team. They were united in this movie, and and that to me is like listening to sound beyond sound.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, they did. Uh, the actors, um, a great assemblage of really great, you know, really good young actors. Of course, Courtney B. Vance was sort of a mentor father figure to them, both in the movie and in preparing the film. And you could feel the energy when we were preparing the the film, how uh, they listened to him. They understood how... His preparation was their preparation, and um, I was just happy that we found such great, great talent. Um, our casting director Aisha Coley, mm. you know, went there looking, and um, it, it really helped us to have. Uh, you know, we have keen eyes
0: for talent, and we found these four. They were very talented. That is so interesting you say that because one of my questions was: movies like this lead new actors to a higher level of success. My eye is on this team.
1: <laughs> Good. Yeah, they love to hear that. I think they're going to go somewhere. Hey, if there's a sequel, they they'll be in it.
0: Well, <laughs> okay, speaking of sequel, the, the did you ever think about making it into maybe a nine-part series on one of the streaming networks because I mean, we have we've all been trained now that we want that deeper story.
1: Well, it's interesting you ask that. Um uh, this originally was um was sold to another network as a a six-part limited series, mm-hmm. um, and you know the pilot was written, but it didn't work there, that one place. And then we went to another network, another you know premium uh, cable network, and it didn't quite work there because they had a different idea of how they want to do this story um, as a limited series. And then um, it landed at um, at Paramount Global, um, and they saw it as I had seen it as a movie. And, um, so, but the way these young people and Courtney's character Mm -hmm. is, uh, sort of built out, yes, there could very well be, um, another episode, a third, a fourth, a ninth, a 10th, you know, where they kind of, uh, emerge from this experience and try to figure out what they're going to do next. You take them through the nineties and, you know, to the present day, you know, so
0: Dwayne, du- I got to tell you that th- this was the conversation that I had D- during during the lockdown. I-, I took on a job at a grocery store, which which to me is being in the community. And everybody always comes to me and asks me, what's the movie I need to see this weekend? I said, Heist 88. I explained the story. I shared the story. And and I just I just want to believe and and truly want listeners to understand this is a movie that will create conversation.
1: I hope hope so. I really do. Um I think there's a lot of layers in the story, yes. um, not just the heist, but there's uh, layers about the economic um, sort of disparity. There's racial sort of, um, um, sort of understanding that where you are in the in the caste system of America, where what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. And sometimes you break through it based on your own, you know, your own sort of personal fortitude. But sometimes you don't. and. I think this Jeremy Horn character is a guy who has really a lot of things going on um, that uh, people can relate to.
0: How does one master the art of of basically selling the spots off a leopard? Because, I mean, or, or do you even want to have that superpower?
1: You, well, explain, explain that to me again. Uh, in other words, that
0: man can convince people to do things. I mean, and he, it, without, I mean, there, it, it was so effortlessly. There, there was there was no, you know, like, oh, I am the boss. You must listen to me, type of thing. This was. Let's have a conversation. This is what I'm looking to do. Do you want to play along? Courtney um, is a actor, from
1: what I can understand, on the same. He's, he's a he's a classic, you know, thespian. But he has that Edward G. Robinson, <laughs> that Burton Lancaster, yes. you know, and the sweet, sweet smell of success. Um, the Anthony Hopkins and Science of the Lambs. This convincing person, where his voice goes lower and you become get closer. <laughs> the lower his voice goes, the closer you you know you come to listen to him. So. He draws you in by being less expressive and you're trying to understand where he's going and the next thing you know you are doing what he asked you to do and that is a major talent that he has and I, I commend
0: him for it. I was blessed with the opportunity to share a conversation with him and we talked about that pause and that moment where you have to let the, the viewer kind of get into the storyline. As the writer, how do you create that pause for the actor to bring that forward? Um,
1: you know, there's a lot of, when you write, writing is rewriting, you know? And you write a line, you write a speech, you write a, a phrase, and then you hear it, and then you put it in the in the mouth of the uh, the actor, and they hear it, and then you say, you know, wait a minute, period there. Maybe this could go here, a pause here. You have to hear it, and it has to make sense, and then the subtext of what the line is, has to ring clear has to be there because the lines just can't just fall they have to really have some weight to them so uh that is a talent that um that he has. these all these actors have but i learned as a writer to to listen to not what the wor- the this the line is but what's behind the line mm. and um that's something i've, I've been trying to do all my career.
0: Well, the entire team for Heist 88 is brilliant because I'll tell you what one of the one of the big stars of this show is Chicago. I mean, I the the scenes and how you selected them. Did you personally go out there and make sure that they were getting the right places? Every single scene, absolutely. Oh man. Absolutely. Oh, what was that like?
1: Well, you know, I'm from Chicago and um, we we've all Chicago in Chicago, but it feels this is Chicago. Or the Matrix movies. Yeah, I want this film to have a feeling, not so much the way John Hughes would use Chicago as almost like a a playground. I, I want people to be able to walk down the streets and say, I walked on that street. I've walked to work that way. I know that train station. Yeah. I, I think that's uh that's what I really want to 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 really. Um, exude and the, the choosing of these
0: locations. That's me. I'm that guy that's in that theater that goes, been there. There it is. Have, I've, I've had lunch there. I've done that. Lou Mitchell's, you've been there. You've been to
1: you know <laughs> Miller's Pub. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> will you make more movies like this that really do embrace the human emotion in a way of do do I or do I not kind of a thing? Because I love it when there's change and challenge, and then, like I said before, people come together and they have a conversation.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of been the theme of the things I, I I'm writing and I'm going to do next. Where I want people to put themselves in that that's, that decision place, you know, where you are standing there as, uh, with, you know, on the shoulder of the character, and you are trying to make the same decision that um, the, that the actor is making, that the the character is making. I love that. I I think when you immerse um, the audience in that, the feeling they get. Um, when they leave the theater or they watch the thing on television mm-hmm. is that, uh, ah, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can feel that. I can feel that. I can feel that. You know, and I want that. That's next thing. the next thing I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to be pushing that for sure.
0: It's been with me for a week. I can't shake this dang movie. <laughs> this is great thank you i really appreciate it <laughs> what about other writing because i mean you know, writers are writers authors are authors journalists are journalists but the thing about it is this is a multimedia generation and and i know that your imagination has got to be tapping into other levels of of uh you know basically exchange of thought mm-hmm.
1: well um my other writing, I mean, the things I'm working on now, um, big ideas. I have big ideas um, that uh, some controversial, some, you know, um, some with kind of a long, sort of long lasting uh, effects. I'm writing a film about gun control uh, in America. Um, I'm writing a film. I've written that film. It's quite interesting. And I'm, we'll see what happens next on that. Um, I have a series I'm putting together about um, about what happens when um, uh, a weapon is used and uh, in, and in, um, in the world and what happens when that weapon can be procured by other governments um, that could take out a whole other country. Um, these are the big ideas I've, I've sort of wrestled with for years in my own writing, and now I'm, I'm pushing them because I think it's important that the world um, look at, um, uh, stories that not just about, um, uh, the, the, the things that affect individuals, but can affect many other people. So I'm, I have a bigger campus right now.
0: Wow. 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 I just love the fact that you are not staying silent. I, it just, I just, I cannot wait to talk with you even more in the future as you bring these stories forward.
1: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the uh, the conversation, and I uh, look forward to that, absolutely. I'm glad you like Heist.
0: Oh, I did. Oh, I did. And it, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue every time I get into a conversation where people say, so what, what should I be watching? Heist 88. It's very easy to remember. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Great, great, great. You'd be brilliant
1: today, okay? Thank you. You too. <laughs>